Bovio, at last. Your eminence, my apologies. You're here now, and I want to know what you're going to do about it. It? No sooner do I return to Bologna, Bovio, than I am confronted with this deeply distasteful news. Public display, lewd music, impropriety, Holy Mother Church brought into disrepute. Ah, the concert at Santa Cristina. Precisely. And not just one concert, I gather, but frequent concerts. Sale of sweetmeats, regular visits by organists, the convent open to any passer-by. These women are meant to be in a closed order. The Trent decrees are clear enough, are they not? There will be heresy, blasphemy, all manner of sin if these women are allowed free reign. How did this happen? I am in Rome for how long? A matter of a month or so, and when I return I find decay on my doorstep. Your Eminence, the Congregation of Bishops will investigate immediately. I don't want an investigation, Bovio. I want an end to it. Teach these women their place. Stop their singing. Am I clear? Of course, Your Eminence. A wonderful rehearsal. Quite wonderful. Donna Cecilia, a word, if I may? Of course, Donna Emilia. I'm at your disposal. Donna Cecilia, I must ask, why do you keep trying to undermine our work here? Undermine? I don't understand. What do you mean, undermine? All through our rehearsal, I heard you a constant undercurrent of muttering, head-shaking, a refusal to sing certain sections of the motet. It does no good. I have no idea what you mean. You are meddling again. We've had this out before. I don't understand why you persist. Persist? Don't play the innocent with me, Cecilia. You are at your old tricks once more. This is folly. This is your anxiety emerging again, your situation, your position. My position? I have no need for anxiety. I have the support of the prioress. I have the support of our confessor, Don Marrow, our vicar, Don Ruggiero, and the choir. They know what you are, what you would make of them. Dour and miserable dirges from vigils to compline, dull singing, nothing new or modern or exciting, nothing that would entice visitors to our church. Visitors? We should be a closed order with no visitors. You know we can't afford to be closed. Repairs, running costs, a dwindling number of novices. We need the money we get from the concerts. And we need the music. New music. Lively, beautiful music. And what do you do every time we rehearse? You roll your eyes. You suck your teeth. You purse your lips and tut. 
The music is inappropriate. It is not godly. It is not holy. It is impious. It is the music being made across the city by men of God, and now by our own Donna Lucrezia. Led astray by you and by your creature, Signor Venizzi. You should know better. But no, you must have it your way. You hypocrite! If you were choir mistress, you would have it all your way. But when you see someone else lead, organise, arrange, you seethe with envy. Envy? Call it pity. You cling to your place because without it, what are you? A base-born reminder of your family's shame. An embarrassment. At least I have a family worth the name. A family which visits me, sends me gifts and remembrances. When was the last time you saw any of your family? I have nothing further to say. When will I learn? How much for the sugar? They want four scudi for a measure now. They say it is because of the war. The ships from Cyprus were lost and bad weather is holding up the Madeira delivery. And there is no sugar to be had. So what do we do? Make fewer sweetmeats? Charge more for the ones we do make? We could use honey, I suppose. But that's probably gone up in price too. We should charge more in any case. Quiet, Fidelio. Calm. Enter. Donna Lorenza, will you forgive me? That depends. What have you done now? Is it Cecilia again? I was cruel, but she was cruel too. I know, that's no excuse. Turn the other cheek. But she made me so angry. Flaminia, go check the accounts again and work out just how much sugar we can buy. Take Fidelio too. You know she does it on purpose. When it comes to the concert, she usually behaves. She was rude about Donna Lucrezia's motet. She was rolling her eyes and pouting in distaste, showing every sign of disgust. You know how fragile Lucrezia is at the best of times. She saw it all and really, I despair of getting more music out of her. She takes such things to heart. I tried to talk to Donna Cecilia, but you know what I am. Tactless. Very. Tell me the worst. She called me base-born. I lost my temper, told her it was all her envy. I called her a hypocrite. It is such a shame. You used to be such friends. Ah, I see how it is. I don't think you do, Donna Cecilia. I was just advising Donna Amelia to apologise for her rash words. Donna Amelia? I am indeed very sorry. I did not mean to. My tongue. Well, I, I speak too swiftly, too foolishly. You do indeed. Just one more reason you should step down from your position. I have come to petition you, Donna Lorenza, for the removal of Donna Emilia from the post of choir mistress with immediate effect. How many signatories do you have for this petition, Donna Cecilia? Four. 
myself, Donna Maria Gentile, Donna Lucidaria, and Donna Hortensia. Donna Cecilia, you know the rules as well as I do. You need at least ten signatures for such a petition. And the petition is only the first step. Then there will be the convocation, and you will have to argue your case to all fifty-six of us and Frau Maro. I can see how this will be. You will not receive my petition, and even if you do, the convocation will be swayed by Emilia's followers. But I will find a way. I promise you, I will not let this rest. I thought you should see this at once. Explain. An anonymous letter from one of the sisters at Santa Cristina. An indictment of their practices and their piety. It's all we could have hoped for, and more. Read. See for yourself. Negligence. Visitors during office and mass, the chapel left unattended. When the office is recited, it's not done according to the calendar. Cats come into the chapel. The prioress brings her dog into divine service. One nun even reads openly through the services. The convent is a nest of gossip and malice. The younger sisters are perpetually in the kitchens making toffee. Cats. Toffee. This is ridiculous, Bovio. There's the matter of the music master. They're paying him a stipend from convent funds. Not to mention excessive finery, mockery of those who fast, and dark rumours of unnatural practices. A den of iniquity. I think we have more than enough for a thorough investigation. Despite the toffee, you have done well, Bovio. Very well. Summon Donna Maria Gentile. So, Donna Maria Gentile, what can you tell me of the conduct of divine service here at the convent? A disgrace, Your Excellency. It lies at the door of Donna Amelia. She has been choir mistress here for six years. She should have stepped aside years ago. But, well, let us say, there has been a weakness. She is a bastard, but she comes from a family that has been very generous to Santa Cristina. Perhaps too generous. And what form does this disgrace take? She does not keep to the canticles. She insists on our singing in a way that you and the other wise bishops have already prohibited. But she will not change her ways. She encourages the writing of new music that is... Well, I would not like to say what it is, except that it seems secular. Music that one might dance to. 
music that a lover might sing under a balcony on a summer night. We have heard rumours. I could not say. I would not wish to bring my sisters into disrepute. How much longer will they continue, I wonder? Until they have what they need. Donna Lorenza, they have only seen Donna Maria Gentilia and Donna Ludovica. Donna Cecilia's allies, all too ready to spread their poison. As yet, they have called no one who could vouch for us. Yet there are many ready to testify. We could try to make sure that they are called. No one could accuse Donna Camilla or Donna Lucrezia of any impropriety. And they are at the heart of the chapel, at the heart of our worship. If only I had not taken Fidelio into church with me. But he whines so when left alone, and nips at everyone, even you. You know that that is just one of a multitude of errors we have apparently committed, and truly it is not wrong. Why, His Excellency Bishop Bon Compagnie has wandered into the chapel, accompanied by a pair of greyhounds. We follow the men, and when we do, we are punished. How can we make the investigators give us ear? Have you told Signor Gozzadini? Cousin Ulysses, not yet. How they cling on. Not for much longer, I'm sure, my treasure. We will see results very soon. Donna Lorenza and Donna Emilia, both forced to step down, the convent closed to the public, just as we hope. Only a few more weeks before his eminence will see our testimony and issue his judgment. Patience, Donna Cecilia, patience. Signor Gozzadini, Donna Lorenza, with his clerk, Signor Zanelli. Ulysse, how pleased I am to see you. Flaminia, some wine, some sweetmeats for our guests. A spell in Venice and I return to this imbroglio. It must be hard on you, cousin. Our petty quarrels I can handle. His eminence, I'm not so sure. He seems unstoppable. He is determined that we must all retreat into our cloisters and sing no more. For once so young... He is very fixed in his opinions. When men are at their most confident, they are at their most vulnerable. They leap to judgment. They act without proof. Zanelli here is at your disposal. He has no great love of these cardinals and bishops. Have you, Scipione? No, indeed, sir. I hear one of the charges relates to this mischievous fellow. Banned from worship. It seems inconsistent to me to punish the sisters for failing to attend their services, then to punish them for allowing God's creatures to join in those same services. Consistency is the enemy of the mighty. Uh, careful, my boy. I might take your words personally. Flaminia can show Signor Zanelli all the relevant documents. Apart from the secret letter, of course, we've seen no trace of that. Do you have any idea where it came from? We have our suspicions, but no proof. It holds many charges. Every time we think we are at the end of our interrogation, another line of questioning is opened. The latest is to accuse us all of improper dress. Could it be anyone outside the convent? No. Whoever it is clearly knows our routines well. 
We all know that if it wasn't Donna Cecilia herself, it was one of her acolytes who wrote the thing. Then we must trick one of them into admitting it. How did you come here? Hard work, making myself useful, like you, no doubt. I meant in the convent in Bologna. You do not look like a nun. You look different. Perhaps your father was a Moor. My mother, she was a slave. My father is one of the fine senators of the city. It is a common tale. She could not say no to her master. When her mistress discovered, my mother was sent here. She died. I survived. How is it that they taught you your lessons? What business is it of yours? But I will tell you, since you were so curious. I was given to Donna Lorenza as a serving girl when I was all but five. At that time, she was in charge of our library and all the copyists there. I watched. I copied as well. They all taught me little by little, and I became a copyist too. Chance. Now let me show you the testimony that has been given so far. At least the little they have allowed us to see. One thing I can do is make sure they show us all their documents. Do it then. If you can save us from enclosure, you will save us from more than seclusion. It will ruin the convent if they cut us off from the world. There isn't enough money to run the place without a regular income. Is that what they want, these churchmen? Will be unleashed on the world, a regiment of angry women. Your name? Donna Camilla Bombacci, professed nun of this order for twenty-six years. This June, I play the organ. What can you tell me of this discord between Donna Emilia Grazzi and Donna Cecilia Bianchi? If there is discord, it is sown by Donna Cecilia. I have worked with both these sisters for many years now, and I know them well. Amelia is like an ox, shouldering her way through the mud, but she has a good heart. As for Donna Cecilia, she makes her mouths. She is at constant odds with everyone in the order for this or that. She is unhappy, and she wishes to make everyone around her unhappy also. Are you suggesting that the accusations made by Donna Cecilia and her friends are false? Not false, exactly, but not entirely true. Amelia uses the speaking parlour almost as her private chambers because she is in constant dialogue with the musicians of the city. It is through her efforts that Santa Cristina's services are so beautiful. As for the accusation that she has demanded payment for Signor Vinizzi's time, this is true enough, and we have provided him with food and drink from our kitchens. Just as all the monasteries in Bologna pay their music masters and give them similar perks. What about the animals in church and the frills, the laces and ribbons that the choir sports? What about the rumours of unchaste behaviour? As for the animals, they wander in and out every part of the convent except the infirmary. Who are we to stop God's creatures from hearing His word? I know nothing of frills and laces, or of unchaste behaviour. These accusations seem to me the work of overheated minds. What of the music made by you and your niece? 
music that by all accounts is frivolous and secular. Who speaks such slanders? Is it Donna Cecilia? My music is written purely to the glory of you God. No, that. aunt, I will speak. I've been reticent up till now, but this sneaking, mean-spirited attack is wrong. Excuse my niece's passion, Your Excellency, but listen to her words. Donna Emilia has been the butt of accusations before now, mainly because she is ambitious for herself and for us as musicians. These accusations have been dismissed before and will be again. Your Excellency, I was one of those who argued for the hire of a music master. I was one of those who practised music that was written by our brothers at San Francesco, music that has been widely performed in our city, performed and welcomed by the bishops themselves. How can it be wrong for us to practise this music? How can it be wrong for me to try my own hand at such a style? Ah, uh, I... well, I'll discuss it with your confessor, Don Marrow, is that correct? Do you mean to say you've not spoken with Don Marrow yet? You've not sought the word of a man of God on these matters? Yet you interrogate a servant to Don Cecilia. You interrogate Donna Maria Gentile, a spiteful young woman of no name and no learning... What kind of investigation are you carrying out? A thorough and detailed investigation into allegations that should be taken seriously by anyone with a true love of Jesus. You call this into question? What kind of Christian worship is going on here? Do you seriously expect me to read this mound of papers, Bovia? I made my secretary take a look and he said it was more cats and toffee making. We are making progress. And if you remember, Your Eminence, we agreed that we should produce as much paperwork as possible now that Signor Gozzadini has involved himself in the matter. To occupy him. To distract him. Who is he again? The senator fellow? With a fleet of notaries and scholars at his beck and call? What a menace. What are these women to him? And how talkative they all are. If only we could wall them all up and have done. Your Eminence... That is exactly what we are trying to do. Then get on with it. And don't weary me with their tedious ramblings. Deeds, not words. That's what I wish to see. So they've tried drowning us in documents, but to no avail. What will their next trick be? They will invoke Trent, and they will claim that the ladies of the convent are bringing the order into disrepute. There is no solid proof of infringement of the Trent Articles, and the accusations against the sisters are frivolous and childish. If anyone has been unchaste, it appears to be Donna Cecilia herself. According to various witnesses, she has shared quarters with her servant woman Ludovica and with Donna Maria Gentile. At one point, she pressed Donna Amelia to share quarters, but this plea was refused. So, this is merely a banal matter of spurned passion. Banal? That has brought so great a calamity on the convent. You may be immune to passion, but that just means you have no conception of its dangers, its lures. (laughs) You're half my age. What can you know of the power of passion? You're hardly out of the nursery. Don't exaggerate. It's irrelevant in any case. 
The difficulty is that Bovio won't let us question any of the witnesses. He's preventing the sisters from mounting a defence. But if I petition your cousin the Cardinal, we could secure the right to cross-examine and bring forward our own witness. You know my cousin doesn't like me. He may not like you, but he detests Ludovici. And he's senior to Ludovici. In the meantime, keep asking Bovio and the other bishops for a chance to cross-examine Donna Cecilia and her supporters. The more evasive they are, the more it helps our case. How long will you be? Is a fortnight long enough? Four days to get to Rome? Four or five days there, while you persuade Marc Antonio to agree to our petition? And four days back? That should be enough. He won't keep you swinging in the wind for too long. Not if you play your cards well, which you will. I will be back as soon as I can. I will let Donna Lorenza know. Will you miss me? Why would I? Even if you don't see me, you know I am here, in the city, thinking of you. You should not squander your thoughts on something unattainable. What are we men without our dreams of the unattainable? So all men are either dullards or dreamers. What does that make of the women who love you? Even greater fools. I am no fool, Signor Scipione. There, my treasure. You are ready. Sing for me before you snuff the candle. One of the old songs. From when we were girls, stealing apples from the orchard. From when everything seems simple and straightforward. Regrets? Never. Donna Lorenza Bonsignori, please, be seated. Thank you, Your Grace. You've been prioress here for three years? Before that, you were in the library. That is correct. And all the time you have been prioress, Donna Emilia Grazzi had been choir mistress. That is correct. And you have received complaints about the conduct of the choir before now. That is correct. And you've done nothing about them. That is not correct. I have investigated any complaints, and I have found them baseless. Baseless? Complaints about the order of the service? The conduct of the service. I have only received complaints from two individuals out of our whole community. Those complaints should be balanced against the general appreciation and praise given to Donna Amelia for her management of the choir, her choice of music, the quality of our services. She is a highly valued member of our convent, Your Grace. But one flaw may lead to complete collapse. Your Grace, we are all flawed, in this community and out. It is our place to examine our own consciences. If we have committed errors, of course we must seek to mend our ways, and we are grateful to have our errors pointed out to us. If we look beyond Santa Cristina, we can see many more flaws, as you call them. Are you threatening me? How could I threaten your grace? Are you calling into question the conduct of the bishops? By no means. What are you getting at? All I know is that here at Santa Cristina, we are privileged to shelter the daughters and sisters of some of the finest families in Bologna, the Gozzadini, the Bombacci, the Vizzana, the Orsi and Azzolini. These women are unsettled by the investigation, the interrogations. 
we hope that your grace and his eminence, Cardinal Ludovici, will be able to conclude your explorations and allow us to return to our lives of contemplation and worship. Then I see that we are of the same mind, a return to contemplation and worship. She had the audacity to threaten me. I have the decree here, your eminence, ready for your signature and your seal. I have the workmen standing by. The wall will be built within the week. They will have their wish for contemplation and worship in complete seclusion. Excellent. I almost wish I could watch as the wall is built, but that would be indecorous. Perhaps I shall simply come past and inspect the progress of the workmen. <laughs> A great victory, Bobia. going on? Thank God you're back. Ludovisi signed a decree ordering this wall to be built and complete seclusion of the sisters. You can see it's caused quite a furore. Who persuaded all these people to come out? While you've been swanning around Rome, I've been recruiting supporters, serving men and women from the families with women in the convent, merchants and tradesmen who have contracts with Santa Cristina, and various impoverished students all too happy to miss lectures in exchange for a few scoody, a decent meal, and the possibility of a riot. I have the Cardinal's decree. He claims the whole case is a frivolous waste and must be dismissed. He says there is no need for cross-examination, that it is plain that the affair is based on infighting and baseless grudges. He feels that Donna Cecilia has wasted everyone's time with her letter and that she should be thoroughly disciplined. Mark Antonio really came through. Right, let's get the degree to Ludovisi. How fast they are working, but what shoddy workmanship. They aren't proper masons or bricklayers. They are the bishop's men, you can tell from the livery. It looks very flimsy. They can only build on a very narrow strip of land. Cousin Ulysses has prevented them from building it on convent land, and the senators have prohibited them from taking up any of the public way. But they haven't bothered with proper foundations. The thing will collapse, it might injure someone. I wonder whom we should inform. Perhaps both the bishops and the senators. Certainly the senators. Perhaps the workmen themselves. It would be unchristian not to mention it to those most likely to be injured. Sirs, my mistress the prioress has sent us out to warn you of some danger. Danger? Yes indeed, sir. We fear for the safety of you and your men. This construction looks most precarious. It has no proper foundations. That's right. Look, if I simply lean a little... Heavens, oh, do forgive me. I had no idea. Imagine if one of you were underneath such a collapse. Imagine! Help! I'm losing my balance. 
Well, workmanship. Shoddiness is what I call it. Blooming disgrace, that's what I call What's it. What's the point in it anyway? They've got perfectly good walls. Waste of bricks. Waste of manpower. Mind your own business. Clear off and let us get on with our work. Fine kind of work building a useless wall. You should know better, Giuseppe Ciocci. He's too busy smarring up to the bishops to build anything lasting. Aren't you, Ciocci? Here, sisters. Take the bricks that have fallen on your property. They're yours now. You can't do that. They're the bishop's bricks. We'll get some barrows. Clear up this mess. The senators expect us to keep this area tidy. They can't be your bishop's bricks if they're on the nun's land. Why can't you keep your nose out of it? Where are those nuns going? Like they said, they're getting some barrows. Bit of a wreckage round here, I'd say. Aunt Camilla, you take the barrow. Flaminia and I will collect up the bricks. Here's the rest of the choir to help us. We'll give you an hand too, sisters. We'll have this tidied up in no time. Wouldn't want an accident on account of all this building material scattered all over the road, would we? What are you doing? You can't take all that. Those are our bricks. That's our mortar. What are you doing? Give us back our bricks. That's right, sisters. Give him back his bricks. I'll help you. That's right, sisters. Let's just get his bricks back to him as quickly as we can. Like this. Just throw them. That's right, dear. Lob it like this. Over arm is better. Oh, look at that. All those men running off. Perhaps we don't want their bricks so badly after all. But if they do come back for them, that's the way to return the bricks. A complete fiasco, Bobillo. The townspeople in arms, nuns hurling bricks at the workmen egged on by the populace, and entirely your fault. What were you thinking? Cardinal Gozzadini is very clear in his decree. The nuns are an ornament to the city. They show our enlightened approach. They are an example to all womankind. They must be allowed to perform their music to the public. My apologies, Your Eminence. Clearly, the Congregation of Bishops has overstepped its remit. We will be careful not to repeat our mistakes in this affair. Be sure you do. I am returning to Rome. Donna Amelia, Donna Cecilia, please be seated. We must put this sorry episode behind us as best we can. I think you will agree. The first step, I feel, is a clear reconciliation between those who supported the investigation and those who opposed it. You understand, I am sure. Fully, Donna Lorenza. If, if I have caused any ill will, I am heartily sorry for it. Of course, Donna Lorenza. I will do my utmost to promote a harmonious atmosphere in the choir and throughout Santa Cristina. Excellent. And we will see both of you working together in our next concert before the Congregation of Bishops? Certainly, Certainly Donna Lorenza. Is this really farewell? I believe so. I can't persuade you to leave? Leave the convent? To become your mistress? Are you mad? Not my mistress. My wife. Don't be ridiculous. You could no more marry me than I could become prioress. If you left Santa Cristina, I would marry you. 
and destroy your career, your hopes, your hard work, your dreams. It would also hurt the convent. Can you imagine the scandal? Just as things are getting back to normal, all the rumours and stupid stories about nuns and lascivious behaviour would seem founded on the truth. Is that all that is holding you back? Rumour? Gossip? If I loved you, as you deserve to be loved, nothing would hold me back. That's brutal. Brutal, but honest. I'd make a dreadful wife, Scipione. Quite apart from the fact that we barely know each other. Some people say that marriage is best that way, but I'm happier with the idea of marriage to someone or something I understand. So, a bride of Christ, will you pray for me? I'll sing for you, Scipione. The cast of None Shall Sing included Peter Clark, Seb Clark, Lisa Crichton, Alex Duncan, Debs Gwinnell, Michelle Jameson, Una King, Linda Mann, Simon Miller, Lindsay Quayle, Sarah Radcliffe, Pam Smith, and Moira Stevens. None Shall Sing was written by Zeba Clark and produced exclusively for Women Today. <laughs>